You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hi and welcome to our weekly update on Tuesday 7th of May. I'm Gavin O'Carroll here from AIB's Customer Treasury Services coming to you from AIB's Moser Street headquarters and our senior economist John Fahey joins us to discuss latest news from the US and UK central bank meetings last week. John, could you update us with news from US Federal Reserve's monthly meeting in Washington last week? Yeah, uh, Gavin, in terms of what we got from the Fed last week, not much in the way of new news. Everything was pretty much in line with expectations. Uh, the uh, Fed left rates unchanged in the target range of 225 to 2.5%. What we did see, though, in terms of uh, Powell's press conference, he was a little bit more up- upbeat uh, than the actual tone of the meeting statement suggested. Uh, so where this was in relation to was, because uh, one issue in the US at the moment is core inflation has dipped back uh, below their 2% target. So they are a bit concerned about that. Uh, but in his remarks, he, he referenced the fact that the Fed's view is that these are transitory factors, so that it's likely to pick up again. So at the margin, that those comments were more hawkish. Uh, and he also spent some time detailing how some of the concerns the US Fed had at the start of the year uh, regarding global growth, especially in relation to China, and also slower growth in Europe, uh, and concerns over the risk of a disruptive Brexit uh, had abated somewhat. So uh, the Fed is less concerned than it was uh, in in May compared to the start of the year. So his comments uh, were somewhat more upbeat. Okay, good to hear. And where would you see regarding the US interest rate outlook going forward? Well, the other key thing that Chair Powell emphasised is the continuance of kind of patience within the Fed because whilst they're a little bit more upbeat on the economic outlook, they're still adopting a cautious tone as regards increase in interest rates. So the last time we got any guidance from them specifically on interest rates was back in their March meeting. And then at that meeting, we got the so-called dot plots, which is their interest rate projections or guidance. We get these four times a year. So the first update we got this year was back in March, and we'll get the next one in June. Uh, Now, back in March, what they actually did was they removed their previous guidance from December, which suggested two rate hikes this year. Uh, They're ruling out, at the moment, any rate hikes this year, but they've left one in for next year in terms of 2020 uh, to increase the Fed funds rate. And what do you think the Fed's view is on the US economy as we stand? Uh, So they're relatively uh, positive in terms of the outlook. So they're penciling growth for around uh, 2%, just above 2% towards the end of this year and just below 2%. Uh, for the end of 2020. Uh, Incoming data on the US economy has has been fairly strong. So Q1 data was much better than expected in terms of GDP. Uh, Now, there was some temporary factors there in terms of a boost from net trade and inventories. Uh, But if you look at consumption in the labour market, you suggest that that will kind of pick up some of that temporary boost in Q2. So overall for this year, uh, the US economy looks looks on a solid footing. Uh, and I think we've met, mentioned this before in our in our podcast, but if we get to the halfway point, the US economy is still growing, which all indications are that would be the case. It would be the longest US economic expansion on record. And we've talked last week's podcast about the all-time highs in the equity markets there. Also, just um, in terms of the date items that are out this week, do you see much? Uh, very quiet this week. So uh, after last week when we had uh, the uh, number of central bank meetings and US payroll data and all that, uh, much quieter this week. So in terms of the highlight, if you could call it that, is Q1 GDP from the UK, uh, which is expected to uh, have picked up uh, compared to Q4. So the market's penciled in 0.5% quarterly growth, which would be an improvement on the very modest 0.2% uh, in the last quarter of 2018. 
Right, John. Okay, so currency markets have been quite calm since Easter. Euro's been drifting lower towards the 110 area versus the dollar and stable in and around the 85p area against sterling. Last week, got those releases, uh, data releases from the Bank of England, known as, as you said, Super Thursday. Did we get any new insights from Threadneedle Street? Uh, well, in terms of uh, what we got in the minutes, uh, they suggested uh, that obviously the, the key thing for the Bank of England at the moment is uh, what they've shown over the last couple of meetings is that they do have a have a bias for tightening policy. In other words, they want to increase interest rates, but obviously Brexit still hangs over uh, and is determining everything. So they really are waiting for uh, what Governor Kearney previously referred to as the fog of Brexit to clear. Uh, before they can increase interest rates. But what we did get from them uh, was uh, they're now more upbeat uh, on the economic outlook. So they revised higher their GDP forecasts uh, for this year, up to uh, 1.5% uh, from 1.2% forecast previously. And they also revised slightly higher their forecasts for 2020 and 2021. But the key thing what they did was they continued to emphasise that inflation is likely to be above target in two years' time and to continue rising uh, on an upward trajectory by the, by the end of their forecast horizon, which is 2021. And why this is important uh, is uh, because in the press conference, Kearney was at pains to point out the fact that the market expectations at the moment uh, on UK interest rates uh, have no rate hike priced in till uh, late 2020 uh, but he actually specifically uh, referenced the fact that the current trajectory that the market has for UK interest rates is not consistent uh, what the Bank of England would have to do to uh, uh, reach and to achieve its inflation objective target of 2% so in short what that means is that he's saying the market's not pricing in enough uh, in terms of uh, magnitude of rate hikes over the next 2-3 to three years that the Bank of England thinks it will have to do itself uh, to uh, reach its inflation objective uh, of, of a 2% target. I remember when I was up with our Belfast team earlier on this year, it was in at the Bank of England offices for one of their uh, quarterly inflation updates, and they were saying, you know, they will react to Brexit as it happens. So the likely outcome could be a hike or a cut, and we have touched on this before. Yeah, so in terms of what they're saying, like if, if it was a very disruptive, uh, disorderly Brexit, the, the likelihood is they'd lean towards uh, a cut rather than a hike. Because if you think back after in the immediate aftermath of the ref Brexit referendum, uh, they cut interest rates uh, as a precautionary measure to, to add some support to the economy. Uh, but what we would emphasise here in our house view in, in, in AIB uh, from a Treasury perspective is is that uh, we think the market, uh, similar to the view of Kearney, is, is, is not aggressive enough in terms of rate hikes. Now, we don't think we get a rate hike this year. Uh, it seems unlikely because Brexit will still be there if you think the October 31st deadline is there and we could get another extension. Uh, but we wouldn't rule out uh, a rate hike uh, potentially in early 2020 because key thing from the Bank of England is domestic inflationary pressures are building uh, and they don't want to wait for that to happen. They want to uh, be more re uh, get, get ahead of it rather than being reactive uh, to the fact. And the uncertain outlook for the economy given the ongoing Brexit impasse and looming European parliamentary elections taking place across Europe between the 23rd and 26th of May. I know Ireland, John, is voting on Friday the 24th of May, but I mean, you can see the posters up across Dublin. They're not up across the UK, I'm guessing. Yeah, you could look at the UK has been a not too uh, enthusiastic participant in these European elections, probably to say, say it lightly, if you look at it from a Conservative Party 
perspective at least, but uh, it's always been the case that if the UK is a member uh, of the EU at the time of the European elections, it has to participate in them. Uh, so that's where we are at the moment. And, and really things have gone very quiet uh, Brexit, on the Brexit front with the local elections last week and focus will turn somewhat to the European elections, even though there doesn't seem to be much enthusiasm in the UK for it. Uh, but in terms of Brexit news flow and developments, it looks as if it's, 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 it's gone quiet and likely to be that way maybe uh, till we get maybe later into the summer. So last week, John, we had the uh, Irish services and manufacturing PMIs for the Irish economy. We cover those in our special podcast. Europe's quarter one GDP was surprisingly positive and it's been taken well by the market. Yeah, so we got, uh, it was because the survey data for the first quarter actually uh, suggests that the growth probably wouldn't have improved much uh, from the very modest growth uh, in Q4, but it picked up uh, better than expected. And it kind of followed the trend we'd seen uh, in the US as well. And actually, if you look globally in terms of the main developed economies, Q1 has been uh, better than expected across a raft of those economies. So, you know, a lot of the doom and gloom, and we referenced it earlier when we talked about the Bank of England acknowledging this in its statement, and also the US Fed, a lot of the doom and gloom that was hanging over the global economy at the start of the year uh, is less gloomy now. And while no one's saying that the downside risks aren't still there. Uh, the data, including the Q1 Eurozone GDP, what you referenced, suggests that you know we are seeing maybe some some improvement uh, in global growth uh, as we get into the mid midway of this year. We might even see a China-US trade agreement that's been mooted for so many weeks now, but that's that's in weeks ahead. John, thank you, and thanks to our customers and listeners for joining us on this, our weekly update. You're welcome to subscribe to AIB's Market Talk on iTunes or the podcast apps for iOS or Android. We look forward to speaking with you next week. Until then, take care. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.